Something that might be good to talk about with the sacramentals is, like for myself, I get overwhelmed with the amount of sacramentals that are out there. It's kind of like devotions. Like I'm overwhelmed by devotions. Yeah, because you don't want your, your Catholic devotion life shouldn't make you look like Mr. T. <laughs> Where you have like every medal known to man. I pity the fool who don't listen to my private revelation. Like you could hear them, and they, they sound like you know a pack of guard dogs. Yeah. It's like all these jingly jangly. Yeah. Like a cowboy walking in the yeah. city. Exactly. He's like, yeah. oh, is that Spurs? Oh no, it's it's what's her name with, the, with all the the every devotional medal known to man. Or or also she made up. Yeah. Also the size of the of like the scapular of the medal. It's like it's like your your miraculous medal has to be the size of like a flavor flav flavor. <laughs> It's like something. It's like, well, don't you have a devotion to this really obscure saint that nobody knows about? It's like, oh, no, maybe you I don't should. have a don't you, know, you don't have a devotion that. to Saint Pantaleone of Ravello, Italy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's a great name, Pantaleone. Pantaleone. Yeah. Yes, it is. I thought it was Pantaloon. Saint Pantaloon. <laughs> Pantaleone. Uh, we have a relic of his blood at Holy Cross. It's supposed to liquefy every year on his feast day, but I always forget on his feast day to check. So. And you forget that? How do you forget that? Because we have you like you should write that down. We have like hundreds of relics. Put that in your Google calendar. No kidding. Yeah. You should be reminded of that. Blood liquefying. Yeah. Welcome back to the NPR Podcast. My name is Andrew. Joining me, as always, Monsignor John Fritz and Stephen DeJulius. Monsignor, we... Evening. Evening. <laughs> Last time... Good evening. Uh, Stephen, evening. Are you good evening. Good evening, sir. Switching good morrow to you. Yeah. Or good morning or afternoon, wherever you may be while you're listening to this. Good evening and good night. Great In case movie. I don't see you. <laughs> Great movie. What's that from? Um, Truman, Truman Show. I've never seen that. Oh. I've seen parts of it, obviously, but... I, it's really it's good. It's really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, actually I, I, know the, really, I know the premise. You know, I kind of know the, the story a bit. But I actually I, think he's a pretty good actor, Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. yeah. Laura Linney, she's a good actress. Yeah. So let's I mean, it's, hard, it's hard to beat, you know, Fire Marshal Bill, but, you know, he, he did pretty <laughs> good. Fire Marshal Bill. He did. Yeah, he's talking about you're walking along like stuff. Or the mask. But anyways. <sighs> no. That was more of a joke on the mask. What yeah, was okay. that show? The mask was terrible. In living color. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. The Wayne's brothers. Wayne's brothers. Yep. Well, let's talk about sacramentals. Uh, we, if for those of you that have been listening to the podcast, and we're sorry. <laughs> hopefully, you are listening to the podcast. If you read the bulletin, um, <laughs> can you put it in a sound effect like "bum"? <laughs> we left off talking about just giving an overview of what the sacraments are. And um, we had tried to answer part one of an audience question that was, what is the difference between ex opere operato and ex opere operantis? And we saved the ex opere operantis part for this episode because we're going to be talking about sacramentals, which that is specifically dealing with. So, Monsignor, maybe you can um, lead off the discussion by talking about what the sacrament, what a sacramental is, and what ex opere operantis means. Well, uh, ex opere operantis is more the the working of the work, and it, it's really depending. Well, it's not the same way. So that, that we know that sacraments are efficacious, right? That we talked about that last time. That they they confer sanctifying grace. Every sacrament confers sanctifying grace, and it's done by um, the sacrament itself, right? All things being equal of the matter and the form and the intention of the minister and 
the, the, the valid reception of it. it. It does what it says. Now, when we get to exopere operantis, that's really talking about sacramentals. Sacramentals are instituted either by Christ or the church, um, and they confer not sanctifying grace, but actual grace. And the two main important, the two important things to remember about sacramentals is one, the prayer of blessing that the church gives, that instructs the priest to to bless the object, um, to make it you know set aside for sacred use or whatever. Those words are important. It tells you what uh, that object now has the power to possibly do, which leads us to the second aspect, which is. Sacramentals are efficacious not of themselves, but that they are used with sufficient faith for you know the purpose that they're given. I think that's I think that's a really important distinction to make from you know, a lot of times there's criticisms about sacramentals that they're like amulets or good luck charms or well, they can be treated that way. I mean you can, can you can abuse a sacramental uh, and treat it like uh, in super in a superstitious manner, mm -hmm. uh, and treat it like an amulet. Which I forget where is where is it in the Old Testament? Um, oh, oh, the amulets in the Old the Testament. The amulets with, in the Old uh, Testament. Exodus? Maccabees, wasn't it? No, I thought it was Exodus, right? Yeah, we're showing that we're Catholic, so we can't remember what's in the Old Testament. <laughs> we're Catholic. We don't have to read the Bible. And we're actually showing we're modern Catholics because let the record show that Andrew went right for his phone to look it up. <laughs> Rather yeah. than the Bible, which is just a four feet from him, <laughs> he went to the phone. Well, there are actually four instances of amulets in the Bible. Uh, well, that, that's one of the reasons that the the Jewish Jewish that's hard to say Jewish soldiers. It's like saying Jewish Irish soldiers. Jew, say Irish wristwatch. Irish wristwatch. Then I'll say it three times fast. Pobody's nerfect. What? <laughs> Pobody's nerfect. Uh, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's perfect, perfect you know? uh, yeah um, but um <laughs> no but that that's you know they were wearing amulets they were kind of hedging their bets mm -hmm. against the god yeah. of israel which is one of the reasons they died in battle um so we we don't hedge our bets we we're not superstitious um we we have faith in god working through material things and that's that's the idea of the catholic theology behind blessing objects is that the the church by her authority um, given to her by Christ himself imparts certain powers to things that when you use them in good faith that they, they can achieve things. I keep thinking of the words from Michael Scott. I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. I'm a little stitious. I'm not superstitious. I'm a little but stitious. I am a little What's interesting is that sacramentals are, are, there's a wide variety of them. You know, just consider how many scapulars there are, how many medals there are. Um, some of, some sacramentals like for example, the St. Benedict Medal, what makes it that specifically interesting, or like the Miraculous Medal, is that they're actually prayers. Like, you're wearing a prayer. Right. And so, um, by, by wearing it with faith, you're, it's kind of this perpetual prayer that you're, you, you have on you in terms of... Uh, or uh, you can, uh, in the same class, you might say uh, a votive candle. A votive candle, right, yeah. Because you're, you're burning it, right? So the symbolism of the candle, which is always a symbol of Christ, which is not only gives out heat and light, but it's consumed in the burning. So that's why it's a great symbol of Christ. But it's as though you were praying, you know, like say you have an, a seven or eight day votive candle that, that you would be praying consistently, right, by, by, by lighting that candle. Um, not only is it a, it's an offering of sacrifice because the, the candle is consumed, it, it 
it's gone when it's it's fulfilled its purpose um but it's also as it were uh, a perpetual prayer for that time that is it that it's lighted i think correct me if i'm wrong but i think uh, I know you will. I'm happy to do that. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I even correct you when you're right. <laughs> They're really <laughs> you're kind welcome. of a paradox. Yeah. Well, that's our faith. Our faith is filled with paradoxes. The invisible. So is God this podcast. Be- yeah, the invisible <laughs> God becoming visible. No, that's a contradiction. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I was going to say, but oh, oh, here. Okay. It seems that there there's a hierarchy of sacramentals or what I mean by that is that there are certain sacramentals that are more important um, in the life of the church than others. So holy water, exercise salt. These seem well, to I don't be, know if I would say that they're more important than perhaps used more frequently, but when she or may have, a, may have a higher profile because we do yeah. use, we, we use blessed salt in the making of holy water. That's mm-hmm. part of the constitutive. Uh, it's, it's a constitutive part of making holy water. Mm-hmm. So you exercise salt, you bless the salt, you exercise water, and then in making in the part of the blessing of water to make it holy water, you add the salt. But wouldn't we still say that there's like? And we use that like it. You know, we use that on Sundays. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, before the principal mass, the principal sung mass yeah. is for the asparagus right to, to sprinkle people. We have that normally for in holy water fonts. It, it's it's the most common. Um, sacramental, probably. I would. I would think. It seems I though. That. You missed that. Oh yeah. yeah. At at our uh, at work, I bought like. I mean, there's still holy water in the back of church. Yeah. You can Which is what use. I did at work. I bought like 500 no, bottles. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing that says holy water. <laughs> missed that. <laughs> Read the bulletin, yeah. Stephen. Well, it's not in the bulletin. I uh, I bought like hundreds of little bottles uh, to fill up with holy water if the students needed it because oh. because that was a that's a big issue I've had with um, a lot of the churches that are like why are you that's fine if you want to take it out of the you know uh, out of the the fonts for people mm-hmm. dipping their hand in but like why would you deprive them of the sacramental entirely where yeah. you you know it's like we don't have any holy water at all. Um, oh, we still have holy water here. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems that, like, wouldn't you say that holy water, in a certain sense, is more important in the life of the church than, like, the green scapular? I'm not just well, dis- diminishing no, no, the no, green no, scapular. No, 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 no. I know you're not. Um, in one sense, I mean, the holy water, because it's actually used in making of other sacramentals, mm-hmm. in that sense, yeah, it's, it's kind of a linchpin one. Yeah. Right? So we use it uh, in, as preparation for Mass. And that's why usually you, you bless yourself, like, so... When you go into a church, you take holy water, and you bless yourself. Um, the the only time you wouldn't do that is if you're going to the principal mass, which is a sung mass, in which you're going to receive the sprinkling from the priest during the asparagus rite. Um, so it's it's a way of, it's a reminder of baptism. It's 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 cleansing. It's it gives actual grace because it's a sacramental. That's what sacramentals do. Uh, it prepares one. It purifies one to 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 enter into God's place of, of the church and to enter into holy worship, etc. Purify you of venial sin. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, you, yes. Uh, sacramentals can can forgive venial sin. Um, the, the the key about sacramentals is you have to look at the blessing of what it's the what the church says this that this will do, and then that's what it does. So that there's different types of holy water. Right, so the the normal holy water has a specific blessing, and then you have like what's very popular here at the parish, Raymond Nonatus. Saint Raymond Nonatus water, um, and in the blessing, not only does it tells you what to do, it also often tells you how to use it. So you don't drink normal holy water, 
but St. Raymond and not just water, you can sprinkle it, you can bathe in it, you can you know, um, drink it, that sort of thing, you consume it um, for, for the, the special effects that the church is empowering that to possibly do, but you have to use it with the appropriate faith. And the more faith you have in God working through these things in, in, um, in, in your prayers, then the more efficacious it is. Now and that's the difference between sacramentals and the sacraments. The sacraments mm -hmm. always give sanctifying grace that's what they do, and they're empowered by Christ himself and guaranteed to do that. Um, it doesn't depend upon your faith as the recipient or the faith of the minister, as we talked about last time. But it does, uh, the, the, the one using the sacramental, it depends upon their faith in using it. So a question for you then, Monsignor, is um, there are certain, there's certain times where you can definitely clearly identify that this is now a sacramental. So from a blessing, like um, a rosary, that's been blessed or a medal that's been blessed well, really um, the blessing makes it a sacramental wedding 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 rings too in the liturgy they become sacramentals anything that's um, blessed right yeah. but but that's my question is that there's also like blessings in the ritual for like beer eggs those are all sacramentals those become sacramentals then. right anything that anything that receives a blessing from the church yeah interesting can, can their beer their, is a sacramental that's thereby cool. can confer actual grace the beer right. can confer actual grace. Right. That's been blessed. Well, any, anything that's a Why sacramental. Why are we doing this before every podcast? <laughs> that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> because you're not... Are you telling me that, like, my venial sins can be You're not drinking remitted? beer right now. Yeah. Are you yeah. That's, <laughs> no, but you are like, cutting yourself <laughs> off from actual grace. But is that true, though? Like, like if I drink it in faith? Yeah. And you won't gain calories. Well, uh, that's the, the natural <laughs> that's effects the, still that's that's adhere, not, right. But health and mind. Health and body. Right. And soul. Yeah. Right. So that's why it's important to look at exactly what the blessing says Remarkable. of that what it's supposed so to do. Cool. But but um, but in order to achieve that 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 right to the help of God to achieve what the the blessing is saying that this mm. thing does when used in faith um, and, and an upright will that that's the actual grace because so actually remember that your difference between sanctifying grace those are the two general types of grace mm -hmm. sanctifying and actual sanctifying is that habitual state of friendship with God, that being in the state of grace is sanctified. It's, it sanctifies you. We're, we're Right. We're justified and we're sanctified. And so sanctifying grace is that state by which we merit glory in heaven, right? So when we do things in the state of sanctifying grace, we are meriting things for heaven. Actual grace is given to us, and as we can also call it, uh, one of the actual graces is what we can call the first grace. Right, so for example, if you fall out of the state of sanctifying grace, say you are so unfortunate to commit a mortal sin, God can give you the actual grace of repentance. And if he doesn't, you won't repent. Mm -hmm. right? Grace always comes first. Yeah. Then we cooperate, and then we go from grace to grace to grace. Mm -hmm. And so the, the sacramentals confer actual grace, which is an episodic gift of God to enable you to do some specific act, an act of repentance, uh, an act of charity, um, or you know, an act of, of prayer or something like that. Depends upon what the sacramental you're using or, or things like that. And God can give them, he doesn't have to always work through a material means, but obviously he likes to because he's established that and he, he recognizes the authority of the church and honors what the church binds us. And, and once it binds him to. Mm -hmm. I guess I, I always saw it as when you commit a mortal sin, you're cut off from grace. That's the way I view you it. You are out of the state of grace, so you lose sanctifying grace, mm. right? 
But if we were actually cut off from all grace, we couldn't even repent. You can't repent. There, yeah, you, you, oh, that's right. interesting. You, you can't do it, anything. Consider it when like a um, a pagan or just a non-Christian um, do, commits an act of natural virtue. It's not, first of all, they're not meriting anything. Mm-hmm. But it, it, in a real like Augustinian sense, it's not like, it's not that they themselves on their own are committing this virtuous act, but it's the grace of God that's moving them to commit this natural virtue. And it's supposed to be in anticipation or to help pave the way for them to respond to the gift of faith whenever that's given to them. So uh, actual graces are often, we can consider them dispositive. Mm-hmm. And that's the, 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 the objectively good things that people outside of the state of grace, like non-baptized people or mm-hmm. somebody in mortal sin, those objectively good things uh, like natural virtue acquired virtue those are still good to do they're not good in the supernatural sense right. right they're not meriting you don't get any glory in heaven but they are a good thing because they're objectively within god's order they are disposing you to cooperate with graces that god will offer so monsignor is that why like let's say i am uh, counseling someone who is uh not catholic but uh, maybe they're dealing with some um, serious vice or whatever, and I. But I do want them to become Catholic, of course. If I give them, let's say, a blessed, miraculous medal, um, is there real value in that in terms oh, of yeah. like, like, and if they wear that in terms of, right? Because the I think that one of the most f- important fundamental things, um, even for us who have have the the great fortune being blessed of having the faith of being being you know baptized catholics um is being of goodwill you know people who are not baptized who are of goodwill they they are honestly seeking the truth and will will do anything to receive it will suffer anything simply for the sake of truth they want to whatever it is it's like okay i i want the truth and if this is bad i will give up this this lifestyle i will give up this person, place, or thing that causes me to sin because now I know this is the truth. Yeah, God really respects that, and he can work with that, and he can do great things. Um, you know, we can look at some of the lives of the saints um, in that regard. So having a good will, and that's, right, that's the hymn of the angels uh, at Christmas time. Yeah. You know, peace on earth and you know, peace to men of good will. It's not just anybody. It's, it's if you're, if you're the really... the employees of a good will. Yeah, that's, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're talking about. Um, so what, what do I mean by goodwill is that you, you are honestly seeking the truth. You're honestly seeking God's truth, God's goodness, and will, will make proper amendment of life, make proper resolutions in life to achieve that. Um, and then the sacrament, because right, we're talking about sacramentals, if you are disposed like that, right, you're, you're already cooperating with God's grace. So when you get a sacramental, then that really enables it to to do the work for which it was set aside to do by the blessing that it was given. Stephen, you asked a pretty good question before we started the recording. I don't know if you want to share oh, it. He records the everything. There's no before. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell people that. <laughs> v underscore Putin. The editor. I have a black file. Right. <laughs> v underscore Putin. We do not have a black file. Um, but it was about, about like it was about being like overwhelmed by. Yeah. Do you want to like? talk about that at all yeah no i was it, the question i asked was um well it was more of a statement that often i feel overwhelmed by the amount of sacramentals or devotions that are out there and it's how do you pick and choose which ones are 
you should follow or like you guys were just talking about there's a almost like a hierarchy of devotionals and sacramentals like you have holy water but then you have that was kind of my my um, one sense, theological I, I opinion would, but i don't know I, I i would kind of bolster that opinion to a degree that there are certain devotions um, to a degree that we're getting a little bit away from sacramentals proper talking about devotions but they're in, in the same general ballpark mm-hmm. um, I think every Catholic should be first devoted to the liturgy right mass this the sacraments right. there's the, that, that's the primary things living a sacramental life after that comes the rosary stations of the cross and then the use of the most common ones um, holy water blessed candles um, and then having devotions. There's a lot of sacramentals that are tied to devotions to a particular saint. Like we've already mentioned St. Raymond Donatus, his water, and, and having a devotion to a saint using the sacramentals that are, are blessed in, in their honor. St. Benedict Medal. St. Benedict yeah. Medal, Miraculous Medal, yeah. the Brown Scapular. You know, these are, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, kind of anecdotal evidence uh, mm-hmm. of the... Th- that these work yeah. right? in, in the sense of that they're, they, they have a, a really good track record of doing really amazing things. As an analogy, consider it like sacramentals are um, your arsenal in, in it's your armory to use against I guess it's tough one. to pick though. Well, what so, that, so what I'm saying arm? is that at, at certain times with surf, certain fights, you're gonna choose something, mm. right, what do but you, you might not what choose do you something need? else. So at yeah. certain times yeah. in your life, you might like, like be using the St. Benedict medal more or for a specific purpose. Right. Okay, for or uh candles or Raymond Nonas water if your child is sick, you're gonna you know, but like I don't mm. carry like a vial of Raymond Nonas water around my neck or something like that. that. Would be you weird. Know? It'd be very bizarre. <laughs> um I'm gonna use two quotes from St. Jose Maria Scrivá because you mentioned the liturgy. And he has a the first quote is where he says let your prayer be liturgical he said how i would wish you would use the prayers of the missal rather than your own personal prayers so mm-hmm. that was just showing the emphasis of like use the the readings the the propers let that be the source of your prayer and whatnot and you're creating a devotional life based on the liturgy the second quote to answer your question is also from san jose maria where he says have few devotions but be faithful in them mm-hmm. and i think that's the key is that a lot of times Catholics can get uh, that, pietistic. Well, uh, that's actually, I think, where we begin to start see a creeping super superstition. superstition is or a little stition. Or a little stition. Um, well, it starts out as a little stition, then it becomes a superstition. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, you say all these prayers and you actually don't have devotion. Devotion means that you make your schedule around this mm-hmm. thing, right? So if you're saying a novena, that's that's what it is. Yeah. You know, you, you do that. You schedule around it. Yeah. And this is why I say if, if we are actually devoted to the sacraments first, mm-hmm. that's the best. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's the greatest um, because those are, are actually Christ-given means of our salvation. Mm-hmm. They are the best defense against the devil. Um, so if you are really devoted, you go to Mass as often as you can, mm-hmm. communion as often as you're disposed, regular and, and frequent confession. You know, that's yeah. that's the key. But, like, I mean, there's a lot of time, like, you know, if I have an older church woman come up to me and say, you should be devoted to the 30th lash of Jesus's back or something like that, then I'm going to say, like, ah, thank you for this pamphlet you've given me. But, like, I'm not going to be because we don't want to store up all of these devotionals that it takes us away from the sacramental life because 
If well, there's also only so much time in the day. Right. That's the other yeah. problem. Because, right. Yeah. Well, that, and and think about what's more, as Monsignor saying, what's more important in your prayer? Liturgical prayer. Mental right. prayer. Mental prayer is for is more important than, than like, some sort of devotional prayer. You know, now, now what makes the rosary different is that it's a combination of mental right, and vocal prayer. Mental prayer. And that's why the rosary is kind of in, in a class by itself, too. We had a whole um, episode about that without you. On the rosary, <laughs> come on, guys. <sighs> That'll learn you. Blessed be the Hail Marys that purify the monotony of your sins. Yeah. Don't know. Is that like a dig at us, or it was? I like, don't. Know. Like, what was that? It's like, <laughs> who are you channeling there, weirdo? That's another good quote I like. From so. whom? Anyways, so <laughs> yeah, for himself. I like to quote myself and make it anonymous. It's not for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm anonymous. My name. I should change my name to anonymous, and I can claim all that poetry that's been written, put in high school textbooks. Hip hop, hip hop anonymous. <laughs> I am the hip hop apotomist. Flows like all the phosphorus. Well, that's, that's the flight of the concords. Flight of the concords. No, I was doing. Um, Where did you get that preposterous? Uh, uh, was that Joe Dirt? No, it was no. Uh, one of the Rob Schneider movies. Hip hip hop, hip hop anonymous. Oh, I'm thinking of flight of the concords. Flight of the concords is. Where did uh, you get that preposterous? Uh, Steve, did Steve tell you that perchance? Right. Hmm, Steve. <laughs> and one one was a rhinoceros. Yeah. And the other was a hip hop hip hop hippopotamus. Hip hop hippopotamus. Well, it's called the phosphorus. Lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, back to the subject of sacramentals. So yeah, I think that it's important to have certain. It's good to have certain devotions. Uh, but be devoted. But be truly devoted to them, and yeah. they should be leading you to the sacramental life. Like like, and by sacramental life, I mean a life guide by the sacraments. You know. It's the same with private revelation. Private revelation is good in certain respects. It's kind of like a dessert. You know, you don't want to have your spiritual life be well, I mean, all a lot dessert. Of the, a lot or of the like, the like the legit approved private revelation, like it's kind of taking the function of the prophets from the Old Testament. What we always think of the prophets of the Old Testament. Oh, what does a prophet do? He foretells the future. No, nope, no. He actually calls you back to tradition. Yes. It's like, th do what you were supposed to be doing from like you've gone astray, get back to the path. Private revelation, in a sense, is doing that. Like, yeah. everybody talks about, you know, Fatima, and they, they emphasize the third secret or the consecration of Russia. Our Lady came to tell us to say the rosary and do penance. You're missing pray the, for whole sin. You're missing the whole point. No. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Um, and, and sacramentals are good, and I, I actually encourage them, and I, I do more here. I try to do more. I Some of them. We haven't done in a while just because I didn't get too much of a turnout when I would, you know, bless this or that or the other thing, yeah. um, which is fine. I, we don't have to do everything in the Roman ritual um, if what we do do yeah. is done with devotion, right? Because yeah. there actually has been a development of devotion to St. Raymond Donatus, mainly because not only do we bless the water, but the the water has been used in faith and has we've had minor miracles here. I think as Catholics, we have an an obligation to catechize our Catholic brothers and sisters that are being superstitious about sacramentals, like call it the new evangelization, call it whatever you want to call it. But like, if I hear about, 
I, I personally think that the whole bearing the St. Joseph statue, like that's superstitious. That's oh, superstitious. upside down to sell yeah. your house. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, and and if I hear a Catholic like say that they are doing that, I will call them out and say that's superstitious. Yeah. Because, because that's you, like, how you can tell the difference between a sacramental and superstition. Yeah, is if, if you have to do so, like there's this formula that it won't work unless you do this. And that's the mentality. It's like ah, it worked. Yeah. Like rather yeah. than focusing on faith, it's like I did this thing. And now this thing right. has happened. That's 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 like witchcraft. So like, now I can't say we prayer we prayed a thirty day prayer to Saint Joseph. That's different. When we totally were looking different. for a house, and on the thirtieth day we closed on our house. That's totally different yeah. though, and that's yeah. t- that's good and pleasing and legitimate because I would never bury a statue of no. Saint Joseph. Upside but you're down. also not saying we did it; it worked. You're saying this is no, happening from out, the intercession right. of Saint Joseph yeah. because he wanted you to rely on him more yeah. as a as a father of. And we trusted, Church. right? There was an act of faith there. It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm putting my confidence in you. I'm saying these prayers. I'm doing what I need to do. That's the other thing is, right. um, so many people use sacramentals thinking that that's all they have to do. Like, all I have to do is give somebody a green scapular. I don't actually have to study the faith and yeah. defend the faith of this person. I just have to give them a green scapular yeah. and they'll be converted. Like it's no. a magic spell. It's not. No, it's yeah. not. They're gonna magic. look at it and be like, "What is this?" Right. It, it's, yeah. it's, it, it can be a very <laughs> integral part of it, and. Um, you know, I'm all for be, you know using the green scapular. I'm all for miraculous metals. That's great. Do that. Those things actually do work. But you have to do your own work. Of right, that is your duty. I'm always on about God's will comes to us through our daily duties, and we always start. Where do we look to find our duty from God in the sacraments we've received? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the sacraments, if you've been confirmed, you have a duty to profess the faith, which means you have to study, know what the church teaches, and be prepared to, to make a defense of it in public. That's why I get really, really annoyed when Catholics are like, you have to wear this. You have to do this. Like, you have to put on. No, I have the to be baptized. Middle. I have to go to Mass. <laughs> no, That's what I have to do. No, I do not. Now, again, I wasn't here for the rosary discussion. I do no, think the rosary right. is in a separate class where, like, no, you're not technically Well, because obligated. Mary said we have to do that. Well, right? yeah. You're not. <laughs> no, you always, children out there, always listen to your mother. Full stop. And hot take, Marian devotion is necessary for the Christian life. It is absolutely necessary. Yeah. But, I mean, like. It's the fourth commandment. Yeah, honor your imitate, if you're going to imitate Christ, mm-hmm. you have to honor Our Lady. But honestly, though, like, yeah, the Rosary technically is not um, mandatory or it's not necessary, but it's like it's it's, in it's a not class necessary of its in own. the sense of baptism being necessary yeah. because you have to. Yeah, you have to always take what we have in terms of the sacramentals and look at them from the monuments of tradition. That's what you have to do. Consider like how many encyclicals have been written on the Rosary. How many saints? Saint, uh, Pope Leo the Thirteenth wrote no less than a dozen. Yeah. On the Rosary wow. itself. How many Marian apparitions approved by the Church have said, "Pray the Rosary"? Yeah. You know. Because I mean, I mean like, really, at, at essence, what is the Rosary? It's meditation on the life of our Lord. That's really what it is. Yeah. That, at, at the core, that's really what's supposed to be being done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we already talked about the Rosary. We don't need to beat a we dead did. horse. We didn't need you for that one, Andrew. No. <laughs> Calling the rosary a dead horse? No, I'm calling you a dead horse. <laughs> I'm calling you the one beating a dead horse. And with that, we will. Um, our next episode will be on the sacraments oh. of initiation. Okay. Well, oh, he's, he's setting us up setting again. Us. <laughs> you better show up for that one then. <laughs> I might not be here. <laughs> yeah, you might not. <laughs> and well, we'll see. 
Please yeah. send us your questions too. We love questions. Well, Andrew.Ulay. <laughs> <laughs> this morning you're like, Willet? Willet? I thought it was Ulay when I first read it. You know, one time I had a Verizon Robert Wireless uh, customer yeah. service. <laughs> I had a customer Oulet? service agent say, All right, Mr. Omelette. And I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That is your name from now on. I never. I don't, why did I not see that before? It is. It's the omelets. You always got to break a few eggs if you're going to make an omelet. That's actually like. All right, I, Andrew Omelet. Sign yeah. us out here. <laughs> I'm Andrew Omelet, and I'm Monsignor Fritz. I'm, I'm just the editor. <laughs> we will see your, see slash hear slash. If you're, if you're fortunate, if you're fortunate, if we're fortunate enough to, to be on the next podcast, you can listen to us then. Good night and God bless. <laughs> <laughs>